0: This podcast is supported by listeners on Patreon. Thanks to Mario, Hedwig, and Carlo for their support. It fills my heart with love and dice. Wait, that's not right. It should be blood. Someone said, help.
1: Welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely Bad. I'm pencil
0: paper. Today's proved bad RPG idea is an angsty, obviously nefarious human warlock who seems to have a dark secret that torments him every day. But his secret is actually that he's a halfling. He made a pact with a demon just to be tall. That's it. That's his secret. That was submitted by Discount Nerd on Tumblr. The idea of characters with big, scary secrets that are actually stuff like that is just inherently hilarious to me and that's why i chose it i feel i like the idea
1: of just this is something as like a big a big mystery arc you're studying you're tracking down this character and trying to learn their dark secret you're going through all these like clues you're piecing together and then in the end it turns out they're just short Yeah, I think the more kind of build-up you have for the dark secrets, the better it is.
0: Yeah, like, you've got to really lead into it as this giant, possibly
1: terrifying thing. Like, you could definitely, like... Because my mind just jumped, you know, this kind of standard, like... oh, it's a spooky town, and the townspeople are spooky... And you're looking around and it's like, ah, is it actually a cult? Is it possessed by demons? And so forth and so forth. And in the end, it turns out that they're just weird. Weird Jim lives here.
0: Weird Jim?
1: Just just weird Jim. He's just, he just wears a silly hat. They don't want you to see his silly hat. And that's why there's all the mystery and people hiding and so forth.
0: It's just the lengths that the town is going to to hide, to hide Jim's hat from you.
1: Yes. Because it's really ugly.
0: See, I was just thinking about. Because there's um, the module Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, isn't there? Where, like, your characters can have these big secrets that they have to keep from everyone. And I just like the idea of doing that, but having shit like. Pretends to be a tabaxi But is actually just a furry I
1: My mind just jumped to like A setting where reveal is There are no tabaxi It is all furries Deep cover
0: I mean I have definitely seen People pitching stuff for like There's no such thing as a human It's all aliens trying to be human Which I genuinely love As a concept
1: I feel that would also work for like. Like everyone sh- everyone's shit. Everyone's secret is they're not actually human and they're all the same alien species and they just don't know it.
0: I like that because that would feel to the. Unlike the actually a halfling thing, it would feel to the player like this genuinely big secret. Mm. And then, at some point it's revealed, and like to people outside of the party, it probably would be a big deal, but for the party themselves, it's probably just a bit of a disappointment.
1: but I feel like what you need to do is have one character have the opportunity to do a dramatic reveal, like haha, I was a Martian all along, and then all the other players go around like dominoes, doing the same dramatic reveal.
0: It's me Anastasia. i i I feel like. A great way to do that as well Would be like If they know each other It's like Guys I've got a secret I'm I'm not actually Kyle I'm from Venus Oh shit Terry
1: Everyone knows each other's alien selves And each other's human selves But they haven't put the pieces together
0: Just to really make the reveal As underwhelming as possible You know
1: Mm. Like, you just dramatically go, like, it is, yes, I'm. Yeah, either I'm an alien from the planet Venus and I'm here to conquer your world, and then the other player just stands up and is like, hey, you still owe 20, me 20 Venus dollars as their disguise comes off.
0: Venus dollars.
1: Venus dollars. I was going to say normal dollars, I do know, they wouldn't have those in Venus, and I don't want this to get unrealistic.
0: If you're all Venusian, would you call it Venus dollars or would you just call it dollars? What is the actual realistic way of putting it?
1: I mean, you know, we call money Earth power.
0: Yeah, but we're I'm... talking about dollars.
1: Mm-hmm, true. Yeah, like, you know, I, I personally live my life exactly like I'm a character in a bad 50s prediction the future. Welcome to my Earth house. I'm going to put on my Earth clothes and eat some Earth dinner.
0: But I do also love the implication that the this character got the warlock powers just as a bonus. Mm. Like the warlock was like, oh, the patron was just like, okay, you sold your soul to me. I've made you tall. I feel like I've kind of got, this is an unfair one-sided deal. I'm going to give you magic powers as well.
1: I might be a literal demon but even I feel this is maybe a bit too much of a scam at, at least take an eldritch blast or something
0: to be a demon maybe it's just a fairy with a sense of sort of fair trades and things like no I'm I'm giving you something else no I just I just wanted to be told no I'm giving you magic powers whether you like it or not
1: It's like, so you have the sort of trope of, like, an unwitting patron bargain and lots of, like, campaigns. And this seems like the next step of, like, the patron just following you around going, Look, you are now entitled to the ability to turn into a swarm of flies. Just, just take it.
0: You don't have to use it. Just take it. I feel like that voice was, the patron is your mum trying to get you to put on a jumper. You don't have to wear the mage armour. Just take it with you in case it gets stabby.
1: Your patron is your mum is a concept in its own right. It's just Hercules. But yeah, I mean, I feel like, I'd like to imagine it's not in the sense of, you know, you are born, like, you know, half-demon or something. It's you're born normal, and then when you're, like, 15, your mum becomes an all-powerful deity.
0: That'd be awkward,
1: wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's just... Well, I was looking for a patron, and like, yes, my mum will do now. Voice from the
0: skies. Don't forget to clean your room.
1: Like, to be fair, in D&D campaigns where there often is the premise that humans can, like or humanoids can transcend to become divine beings. There is definitely some kind of campaign there in just, your best mate is now supreme ruler of fire, and it's just everyone trying to continue to host parties when, like, four of them work as accountants, and one of them is an elemental deity who can shatter stars.
0: I feel like the deity probably has the most free time, at least. Mm. Consider, your patron is your wife. There's
1: there's a lot of questions there.
0: You gain an advantage to smite people if they make jokes about how much they hate their wives.
1: You gain advantages to smite people because you're already smitten. Hey... I feel I I swear myself went to like a kind of semi beauty of the beast thing where it's like this entity had all its power locked away until someone truly loved them and you married them and that releases their power and then it's just well but you know I'm happy to keep going on with the relationship
0: see I was thinking more along more along the lines of like a yeah like you fall in love with an archfey, not realizing what they are. You end up getting married, and then they're just like, "Okay, I feel like this relationship is a little one-sided. What with me being an archfey,
1: so I'm gonna give you powers." Like as like just yeah, just as like it's like just you know at like you know how like yeah in our world it's like after oh, wedding gift I'm just gonna give you a toaster or some co- a coffee machine or something. In this one, it's just, yeah, if you don't know what to get them, just, you know, give them unimaginable cosmic powers. That always goes down well.
0: You realise you don't get each other wedding gifts, yeah, right? I, yeah, I do, as
1: I started saying. And now this just comes to the idea of your patron is, like, someone you don't hugely know, but you felt obligated to invite to your wedding, and they made a pact with you as just, like, a wedding gift.
0: Patron isn't your mum, your patron is your mother in law.
1: Yeah, your patron is like a distant cousin who doesn't really know you that well. I weirdly I, I really, I really like this setting where patrons are just people who are going around. Like, you just awkwardly end up sitting next to your patron on the bus and making small talk
0: isn't a warlock patron a kind of boss
1: yeah i guess just just all warlock campaigns set in an office (laughs) all of your patron is like your middle manager
0: don't you hate when you finally get a moment to yourself and your patron comes in and asks about the johnson account
1: yeah yeah I, I, I not I really like this setting of patrons just just small town small office your patrons just there. They keep tagging you in like weird memes on Facebook, and you don't, you don't want to not respond because they do give you cosmic powers.
0: Sorry, I was just trying to work out what the D and D version of minions is. Probably those weird little robots. Yeah. I cannot, for the life of me, remember what they're called.
1: Modron.
0: Yes. Yes. Modron memes.
1: The 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 dark secret that you actually have is that your patron won't stop sending you me Modron memes. Memes.
0: Listeners, please send me Modron memes. <clears throat> I need this. Um, So we've only got one question this week, so I think we're going to do that question and then come to a second idea.
1: So this question is from Fistrix. How many objects should be mimics in a typical dungeon?
0: How many objects can you fit in a dungeon?
1: All the toilets.
0: Just the toilets. Yes. The sinks are fine.
1: Mm. All the toilets and only the toilets.
0: But yeah, I think I the think obvious answer would be. Have all... never come across a toilet in a dungeon crawl? Which oh, yeah, is they're... weird, considering the amount of them that are like abandoned, like wizard homes and stuff.
1: Yeah. Before, like. About ten years ago, wizards didn't need to shit.
0: See, I thought you were going to go down the Harry Potter route where they just, like, disappear. Just shit in a bag of holding.
1: It's all the same bag of holding.
0: It's the same pocket dimension.
1: It's a pretty shitty it's, place to go. Which is
0: home to just one dung beetle having the time
1: of its life. <laughs> it, it is dung beetle heaven. Um... I feel like anyway, back to mimics rather than dung beetle. Um, I think the obvious like answer would be all of. them. I think all but one door. And like it's said ahead of time, it's all but one door.
0: None of the objects, but all of the party members. It's Pardon? basically a game of Granny's Footsteps, where you have to get through the dungeon without being caught by any of the monsters. Do you call it Grandma's Footsteps? I've realised there's like a million different names for that game.
1: Uh, Which game is this?
0: The one where someone faces the wall and you uh, have to pick uh, up yeah, on them and they turn around. The...
1: Yeah, What's the Time Mr. Wolf is the version I played. What. Which... Yeah, it does sound slightly more, like, ominous for, like, being chased by monsters.
0: It depends what your grandma's like, I guess. Yeah.
1: So your dungeon is... There is a corridor, and there's a wolf at one end, and your grandma at the other, and they're both mimics.
0: Inside you there are two wolves. One is your grandma.
1: But, yeah, so I think... The player's skin should be mimics.
0: The player's skin? Yes. So they just meet people with mimics over the top? Aren't
1: we all just meet people with mimics over the top?
0: I prefer to think of myself as a ghost trapped within a meat suit, but go on.
1: But yeah, so like, yeah, each of the players has had their skin replaced by a mimic. And they need to, and it's how long can it go without figuring this out.
0: Wait, how long can the person go or how long can the mimic go? Both. I feel like we're getting into some real body horror stuff today.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't think it's answering the question, but yes. Every toilet, all but one door, exactly ten coins in the treasure. And your grandma.
0: I'm right in thinking that in some edition
1: or other, dungeon mimics were a thing. First edition had, I had dungeon mimics. It had a mimic that replaced the wall, a mimic that replaced the floor, and a mimic that replaced the ceiling. So you could walk in a room and have all four walls, the floor, and the ceiling immediately attack you.
0: I mean that that's a probably bad idea, right there.
1: Yeah, like, there were bed mimics, there were clothes mimics. First edition went really hard on every random object in the room might kill you.
0: I like the idea of a clothes mimic, though. Hmm. Because it can't really do Mm. much without being noticed. Like, if you open up a jacket and it looks like a mouth inside... Mm. You've got to be really avant-garde to still put on that jacket. Like, this is just punishing the mm. weird fashion people.
1: This is Jim's hat.
0: <laughs> Jim's hat is a mimic.
1: Yeah. That's... I feel like Creepy Town with a mimic is like the dark secret work. But also it's too close to a good idea. So I guess we're going to have to make it someone's hat.
0: What if the mare is a mimic? Or a mare
1: I lost the ability to talk in response to that pun, just so you know.
0: I've still got it. It's the 8th of November, and we're all feeling some kind of way.
1: There certainly is an emotion. (laughs) I think it's a mimic.
0: Definitely a mimic. That is the secret. There's no such thing as neurotransmitters. It's all just tiny mimics in your bloodstream. So, yeah,
1: everything in... So, the things in the dungeon that should be mimics are Jim's hat, every toilet all but one door, people's skin, the party, and the party's capacity to deal job. I hope that answers your question.
0: A wolf and a grandma.
1: Yes, and a wolf and a grandma. And a partridge in a pear tree. Um, Not the tree, though. It's a normal tree.
0: Okay, so our second idea is um, remember Bigfoot is like salt for your campaign. No matter what your campaign is, you can't go wrong with having a Bigfoot walk into the scene. So
1: this, was, this was an idea I posted, and I completely stand by it, you know. You're having a hence political discussion, a uh, game of Thrones style, Bigfoot walks in. You're in a dungeon, in a sealed room with no escape, Bigfoot walks in. You're hunting Bigfoot, Bigfoot walks in.
0: I feel like. Just the idea of Bigfoot joining a monster hunting party. It's like. Because there's that story, isn't there, of the woman who joined her own search party. Yeah. Just imagining that, except the search party have guns.
1: monster hunting group is just a big. It's just a search party with guns. But yeah, I Bigfoot would like everybody Bigfoot wearing like a fake mustache over its fur and just being like, Yes, hello, it is me, Steve.
0: What if it shaves just where the mustache would be?
1: And then puts a fake mustache on there. I can't be Bigfoot, I have a mustache. <laughs> like so the defining quality of a Bigfoot is of course its big feet. <laughs> Meaning if it was going to try and hide among this search party, what it needs is clown shoes. I don't which like me- where
0: this is going.
1: Which means, as long as the search party consists entirely of clowns, it can shave, paint itself white, put on a red nose, put on big, uh, big clown shoes, and just pass itself off as a normal harmless clown.
0: I feel like there are easier ways for Bigfoot to disguise itself because if it just gets like a grey belt and puts it on like a sash, that's that's a, a Star Wars cosplay. It's like, no, I'm not Bigfoot. I'm just a nerd. So, here's the plot for the
1: campaign. You have two groups: one group of clowns and one group of Star Wars nerds. And both of them have been infiltrated. One of them has been infiltrated by a bigfoot, and you need to find out where that bigfoot is.
0: Is this like a like a honey heist type mechanic, where you've got three points in Star Wars and three points in Clown? Yeah, and At you one, have to not get too nerdy or clownish yeah, in yourself feel- for Bigfoot. Like, to be honest, I feel like
1: my life is trying to walk the balance between being nerdy and clown-ish.
0: That That is basically what this podcast is, I suppose.
1: But yeah, feel free to send your suggestions as to where we are on the clown nerd scale. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the obvious thing about Bigfoot is you're trying to find Bigfoot. That is the whole thing. So... I think like what you should do is at random points through your campaign, regardless of how st- high stakes the scene is, the players have to go find Bigfoot. Like, oh no, your children have been kidnapped by the demons, and you're like, okay, but first we need to go find Bigfoot.
0: What if you just you bring Bigfoot in, in the you know the starting tavern or wherever. And then it's just like, oh, there's Bigfoot. Now we can get on with our lives.
1: Yeah, Bigfoot, but he's just he's just hanging around.
0: Bigfoot Possibly. is the proprietor of the local pet shop.
1: Hmm. But yeah, I think... Yeah, I think that, like, I still think Bigfoot should be a clown. And I realise that's an opinion that needs, like... That, like... Validating, because as it is, it just sounds like a terrible idea.
0: <laughs> but you could definitely yeah. Please, just... please expand on this. Like, you're walking in the woods, and you just hear a honk, yeah, honk, honk. Like, and then suddenly you've been sprayed with salt. So,
1: firstly, that is that is a That would probably like give like. ...inspire horror in quite a lot of players. You're walking through the woods... ...chased by an invisible clown.
0: Actual clown Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. But like... So my idea was an Among Us style... ...you're all at the circus... ...and Bigfoot has infiltrated. Or you're all on a... ...or the circus is on a Bigfoot hunt... ...and Bigfoot has infiltrated.
0: Why is the circus on a Bigfoot hunt?
1: Okay... So the circus is like you know low on money, and the only way they can think of to raise enough funds to keep the circus going is to go find evidence of Bigfoot. Uh, But Bigfoot obviously doesn't want evidence found. Bigfoot. Bigfoot has infiltrated and passed off as a clown. So
0: Bigfoot's goal is to throw them off the scent.
1: Yeah. Whereas their goal is to figure out which of them is Bigfoot. Uh, possibly by stepping on each other's clown shoes, because, you know, if it's a clown, they've actually got normal-sized feet in there, whereas if it's a Bigfoot, their feet actually are that big. I think that's a plot point on The Simpsons, but the point is, yeah. I'm using it now.
0: His feet are so big because they're filled with evil. Except, yeah. obviously, Bigfoot's feet are filled with friendship.
1: But yeah, so, yeah, the point is, you yeah, you are, you need to find Bigfoot. This does sort of imply Bigfoot will be killing the clowns. I guess it could just be leading them to the wrong part of the forest, like away from the Bigfoot village. There's a Bigfoot village of Big Feet, and the clown's goal is to find the village, and the Bigfoot's goal is to lure them away from the village.
0: Again, though, this just sounds like a one page RPG that I would play.
1: It sounds like a one page RPG that I would make.
0: Yeah. So let's keep it here. I do like the idea though of bringing Bigfoot into like a very sort of uh, diplomacy-heavy game. That's being like, okay, uh, we were going to go to war with you, but Bigfoot just stole the queen. Like, <laughs> so now so we've like- got to deal with that.
1: Firstly, Bigfoot just stole the Queen is my favourite plot. So you can use it in your campaign, results, dogs, what your campaign is. And also, like, so, so you, you have this sort of Game of Thrones style world. Do you want, um, we're all sitting here discussing plans but oh no, Bigfoot has come in and started, you know, beating people up or such have you. Or we're all sitting here discussing our plans that, oh no, Bigfoot has come in, got the favour of the Queen and now owns your land.
0: See, I was imagining it as, you know in The Sound of Music, when (laughs) one of the guys runs in onto the stage and is like, they've escaped! I was imagining that, except someone runs in and just shouts, Bigfoot's here!
1: We don't have the budget to show you Bigfoot, but...
0: But trust me, when I say that he bundled up the Queen and repelled down one of the towers and then rode away on some sort of magnificent
1: beast into the woods. Like, what you need to do is have your campaign, you know, your political campaign, but make it increasingly obvious there's a second far more exciting campaign involving Bigfoot riding a magnificent beast and stealing world leaders, happening just like after the players leave.
0: He's taking all the world leaders to the Bigfoot village Yeah So that they'll be forced to sit and talk to each other Without <laughs> all of the pomp and circumstance getting in the way Yeah
1: Bigfoot is going to bring about worlds,
0: And he's going to what? do it while dressed as a clown Yeah <laughs> So that he can infiltrate the castles in the first place
1: the jester is just, you know, doing their standard gesture things, and then boom, they take off their shoes, reveal their big foot, grab the queen, jump astride a manticore, and fly away into the distance.
0: This is why you can't trust hairy jesters.
1: I feel we, I feel we need that sort Well-known of
0: expression.
1: Yeah, that's what my mum always used to say to me. You can't trust hairy jesters. <laughs> So I think we've got like at least three campaign ideas there.
0: Yeah. Um speaking of t-shirts, we have new merch on our Redbubble store, uh redbubble.com slash people slash probably bad. Um, including the logo but eighties and the reveal of Dean Daniel's true form.
1: For some reason you want to see Dean Daniel's face, we can't be helped with one talk any curses that apply to you as a result of that. But you can now buy it.
0: Um, yeah, we also have a Patreon where you can access homebrew and bonus episodes. Um one of which will be us playing a Brian Blessed themed one shot. It
1: is it is a yeah. It is an rpg called brian blessed is in your garden somewhere or something like that
0: so if you want to listen to that please give us some money um and if you have a question you can send it to um the tumblr probably bad rpg ideas or you can email probably bad podcast at gmail.com and whether or not you do remember to have a probably bad day. day